This is Mr. Impact Wrestling himself, Moose, and you're listening to the Irish Whip. Hookers? Hookers and Coke? Hookers and Coke, man. You're the only pro wrestler I know that wants to do the shit in the morning. Yeti, you're a f***ing moron. Put it this way, I think Sammy Callahan might as well just change his name to Invader I want to know why. Like, he can dodge any question. Like, I'll tell anyone that. You can tell me the f***, but I, I'm going to ask specific questions. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. WrestlingNewsSource.com For all the rest of you yahoos are out there dilly-dilling, you little wankers, we're actually receiving real wrestling news. This is Brett screwed. Brett. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Brett screwed Brett. Ball two on bar. Hey, get a nice shot of the brand new Mr. and Mrs. Hunter Hurst Helmsley. I hate you. I hate you. I hate your hat. I hate your t-shirts. I hate your wristbands. I hate your shoes. I hate your music. I hate the C-Nation. I hate everything that you stand for. So does rule. Yeah, they do. <laughs> That's it. What's up, GIW Mafia? It's JP here with Josh. I love going live and not telling Josh I'm going live, just hitting the button. I just see the red. I just see the red go, and I'm like, <laughs> just try to shut up, and here we go. We're gonna we're gonna be live for a short amount of time tonight. Um, we're gonna spin the wheel. We're gonna talk a little wrestle and talk a little life. But we had a pretty cool interview coming up after this that we recorded earlier this week with a very good professional wrestler. Um, who, if you guys don't know him. Look him up, find him out. His name is literally a very good professional wrestler, formerly known as Dasher Hatfield and many other personas other than that uh, prior to that. But I think Dasher was his like mainstay for a long time. What's going on, Josh? How's it going? Moscow, the communist bovine. <laughs> yes. Ultimo and, Breakfast. And creator wrestler. Ultimo creator Breakfast, wrestler. one of my favorites. Love it. Bobby. I'm I'm kind of excited because this is the first time that we've done this. Um, it's kind of another a layer of progression for us. Where uh, like Fridays are fun. We I love enjoy I love this. I love enjoying I, I, hanging out with people. Um, they're like our family, but it gets to a point where we you know, do, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, and I I love doing this, and I love the people that that participate in this. But it's really a podcast, and. That's what I love about it. Is this interview yes. coming up is it's fun. It was it's one I was excited to do. Uh, there hasn't been one that I've been, and this is going to sound bad because they've all been great interviews, but one that I've been a fan of for such a long time. Like I was excited for this one. Yeah, I I was super jacked to like when I so I saw the promo for uh, you know the life of um, whichever professional wrestler. It's a very good professional wrestler this time. Um, but they just gave them the camera for a week and they got to go and yeah. um, just ex- talk about yeah, uh, he's, he's videoed. It's him. It's, it's he's just one week. Chris Dickinson's a week. I think, um, uh, maybe Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta and Chris Dickinson with a camera for a week is scary. Can I address something? I got called out online this week about which part about a promoter from a who? promoter who so. For people that don't know, there was a post made by uh, 
I'm going to put in the air quotes, Tony Atlas. Um, it was Tony Atlas's verified account that a certain promoter in this area um, was basically underpaying him. So I'm going to say this. Uh, Tony didn't get short paid. Tony got paid what he agreed upon, from what I understand, and this is from third-party sources that have reached out to Tony. Tony's Facebook page is not run by Tony. Um, but that's, that same promoter, I commented something, and I said, are we really surprised because this is the same promoter that um, advertised JBL for years when he had him on one show. So what this promoter did was had JBL on one show, and he started a faction called JBL's Uprising. So the people on that, on, in JBL's Uprising, weren't on that poster every week. But you know what was the words featuring JBL's Uprising, which would lead people to believe JBL was going to be there, and they knew he wasn't. Uh, so that was misleading. That's a very county thing to do. I said to the promoter, I said, listen, from what I understand, because I did my research, I understand the Tony thing, you're not wrong. But you're not right about this stuff that I called you out on that you're denying. And that's all. I won't even name the promoter or the promotion because it's not worth it. I understand, like, you, you it's the, the mental capacity of an individual to handle their business um, is one, uh, one that you entrust that to just the average person is a dangerous thing to do. So. Uh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. if you if somebody agrees upon a price for them to give them goods and services, and that person yeah. goes on to Keystone, then, Triple, or whatever they're going to do as far as making money on that, I guess that's between what them. To me, what it appears to be, and this is just my view looking in, and it's a few other people's views as well, is a disgruntled social media manager that is disgruntled over their own pay. So trying to make Tony some extra money so maybe he can pay them. But again, you agreed on that price when you took on that role. And so, again, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, any publicity well, is good publicity. Controversy creates cash. <laughs> you just uh, pull that out of your ass. Did you um, did you watch any wrestling this week? Are you, I know you have we, a lot of family stuff. Uh, yeah, not really. I didn't even watch the Beyond stuff I wanted to watch. Uh, I got. I, I went. Oh, balls I did watch the pay per view. Yeah, yeah, we did. That was a couple. Oh, you talking about Fast Lane? Yeah, yeah, the, the uh, yeah Armageddon. I did yeah. watch that. Yeah, Armageddon. Um, so, so Wednesday night was cool because um, John Silver and Darby Darby All In Darby Allen uh, went head to head. So it, for me, it was pretty cool. Um, John was on the show. That was that was a fun interview. That was. Uh, you can't really say right before he broke, but like literally um, an interview where it was fun and he went against Darby Allen. It was, it was a, it was a good match. dude. It was a really, really good match. Uh, oh. Plus we got to see Britt Baker um, go heel. Like she called out Mick Foley uh, for her match. Like just how much more hardcore she is than he is. Uh, really? Oh, uh, I'm man. I'm, I am. I've seen more uh, old school. I don't care. I'm going to tweet what I want to tweet. Brandy Rhodes talking about penises on Twitter. Like literally this AEW stuff is getting where it's, it's almost a combination of the attitude era and some, 
um, and NWO stuff. There's, there's some really cool things going on. Um, also in, um, NXT, dude, it's just, it's the talent that we get to watch on those, um, platforms is cool. But then beyond that, like just, I watched Masha last night, uh, fun to watch her, um, Tony Deppin and Wheeler Yuta going at it. That was a, she t- Oh, those those two one. names, those two names, like Wheeler Yuta's interview was nine o'clock in the morning, and Masha's was, was at six. You so, know that, that talking about Wheeler Yuta and um, Chris and Deppin, that um, ties into our interview later on. When you want to hear how good those guys are in the eyes of a um, a veteran, uh, someone that both of those guys have probably seen as a mentor at one point, you guys got to listen to the interview. Um, it's going to be in two parts, one this week, one next week. So, Yeah, it will, we're breaking up the two parts because we really want to support uh, The Life Of, which is on IWTV. We, we don't have a promo code just because I, I don't want to detract from... Use Hulk Hogan. Uh, yeah, use Hulk Hogan. That, use promo code Hulk Hogan or Limitless or Beyond or right. any of the other promotions that you, that you follow or, or watch or... Hopefully you do. Uh, dude, I got on um, Reddit last night even um, to, uh, you know, they want, they want to talk about and rate matches uh, beyond tweeted that. I want to talk a little bit. I just want to keep it kind of beyond base, like in Wednesday base, not so much about Mondays and Fridays because that's not us. Um, I'm, dude, I'm just so, two things. <sighs> I'm just excited. Um, Elvis brings up the other point, like Peacock getting out sensitive stuff. Like, I'm going to tell you this right now. I just went back and watched some ECW stuff. There, It's there. It's still there. Yeah, they, they, took out, like, um, they took out the Piper match where he's painted half black. Say that again? The, uh, the Piper match where, um, I forget who he wrestled. It was actually like an anti-racism thing where uh, Piper painted half of his body black. Oh, yeah. Well, so they're, they're just, just not out. on there. They're just taking out. Um, they're taking out the the Benny Hill, haha, ha, funny, funny. See, the stuff that that is probably is. They took out the McMahon and Bomb. I can see that. It's cringeworthy now. Some of that stuff is cringeworthy. Yeah. You know, hey Hogan, we're coming for you. You know, like stuff like that is is gone. But the the good stuff, the ECW stuff, where they're you know chanting "fu Devon" for a solid minute in the ECW arena in 97 like i'm all over that i'm just it's fun dude it's so fun to go back and watch some of that old stuff and i I guess that's why i'm bringing up the AEW. why i'm bringing up um how excited i am for the product and that we get to spin wheels and do stuff like this and have an interview with a very good professional wrestler which has been an integral part in the success of people that we see on monday and friday nights and you will hear in the interview why like he just accepted that role. And I know RJ is going to be a big fan of a, a very good professional wrestler. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I don't know, man. And it was I, a real interview. Like he got down and personal with us. Um, <laughs> there was very little he wouldn't talk about, and what he wouldn't talk about was like a silly piece that I asked about. So, well, yeah, and the key to the life of uh, whatever professional wrestler is that they're doing this week, it is a very good professional wrestler, and hopefully we can. I mean, if it's if it's Dickinson and if it's Yudo, we don't necessarily need to grab those guys because we've had them here on the show. It'll just be nice to um, maybe I don't know find the time. 
but it, I'm super excited to see the story that was told um, by uh, I can't remember. And a very good professional wrestler mentions it in the interview several times as far as who um, was behind the project. Um, but I, I, he found a story, man, and I'm super excited to see he, just the promos that we've had. And you'll see when we play, when we play the interview um, at the beginning and the end. It's just we we're we're huge fans. I'm a huge. I will always be an independent wrestling fan. The reason why is because uh, tape trading was fun for me. It it still becomes it's still fun for me. I'm I am more excited about Ben's tape collection that he's getting uh, formatted into DVD right now than anything else. (laughs) So yeah. Um, we worked in conjunction again with Wrestling News Source. Ben did uh, send us a message and apologize for not participating as much as he would have liked to this week. Uh, but I want to thank everybody that did tweet, that did um, send out tweets, that did uh, tag WNS. JP did uh, another mm-hmm. solid job on the wheel this week. Um, I just the gifts, are, the gifts are always fun. Yeah, we're I mean, Rhea Ripley, a basic fig, Rhea Ripley. Um, I'm the first in the line. It's the first in the line, and I can't believe that that one. It was between this one and the nine dollar ninety nine cent Elite Io Shirai, uh, first in the line. So I just Rhea with her coming into Raw, um, and getting yeah. her WrestleMania shot. Let me. So no, no Charlotte Flair this year at Mania, dude. No Flair, none whatsoever. Like, do you are you buying this or are you? No. You right. There's at some point we're gonna see Charlotte. What Andrade's doing his thing, right? Whatever he's doing, he's doing. If he doesn't want to be a part of the E, doesn't want to be part of the E. But Charlotte Flair is part of the WWE, so I really think that this is a uh, a work that they're doing a really good job of playing up, and hopefully appear. I don't know. Am I right or wrong? What do you think, man? I think you're right. I don't think you can have a mania without Charlotte. Um, it would be a shame to do that. Rough, right? You got it. You got to have Charlotte there. I know. I know. Boot, I know. Boot to the face, boys. That's the worst woo I've ever heard in my life. I, I know the boot to the face guys wanted there. Do that? Can you do that again? I think it's your microphone. I, yeah, it's good. You're good. You're good. It's my headphones. You sound really yeah, good. I, I just want to apologize to Mike Farrell for us not being able to play his rap because it. it, it, yeah, it so, that's that song sounds really tight. It's just a matter of. Uh, it's insane. We're old school. Like I couldn't figure out my Skype to Skype phone call into my other laptop that we had to plug in to call Rick. So here we are doing this. <laughs> so, for those who don't know, Mike Farrell, host of Chaos Theory podcast. Um, it's Chaos Theory underscore Pod on Twitter. He raps and he raps really, really good. Like very good. Yeah. Like uh, didn't expect it good. Um, and he did a song. He's got. He's dropping a mixtape on April twentieth on SoundCloud. Uh, Into the chaos, and he's got a song on there, wins and losses, that he's going to let us use for the wheel spin. And we're just um, trying to figure out a way on how to spin the wheel and play the song off my computer at the same time. I tried playing the song actually from my phone into my microphone, and it just didn't sound uh, the quality that he deserves. J- JP, that, that comment that we just got in says it exactly right from uh, our best friend, Mr. Chris no. Rucker from Boot to the Face and Eddie Proof Podcast. JP, his raps are so good that JP doesn't want the smoke anymore. JP, Listen, do you still want the smoke? 
I can taste the vapors, baby. I want that smoke. <laughs> and not only do I want the smoke, like it's going to be black smoke because when I hit Mike with my wraps, I'm putting the fire up. Yeah, the other part that I wanted, dude. I'm so you mentioned fast lane, right? Elvis brings up a point here. You just hit it. I hit it at the same time. Um, <laughs> why will Apollo get another shot at the IC belt yet again at WrestleMania? For me, this is, and if you guys go back to the shows, you've listened for the last two years, I have had a really hard time accepting the fact what happened to Apollo Cruz, the shooting, him having to lose his last name, changing his last name, and all of a sudden he's back. Like, he's back to his roots this Part of him reminds me of an early Kofi, so I'm super jacked about where he's at with this man. Are, are you or not? Yeah, oh no, Titus that fell, huh? Huh? Who did the trip? Was it Apollo Cruz or was it Titus? Or was Titus that tripped? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that has a new figure come out with the t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, it, because they, they're, gonna, they're doing it straight up. It's not because he's the number one contender. It's not because he but uh, deserves but the match. It's because he's going to give a good match. But isn't he? Honestly, man, you know, I'm a fave. I'm a mark for Paula Cruz. And I'm not afraid to say that sometimes when I'm behind the mic. Is I'm a, I'm a mark for a lot of these kids. And he's one of them because now he gets to play that part. Uh, it's the Iron Sheik. It's the Russians that we've missed. It's that part of um, uh, uh, not a funny haha character, but a character that has substance and something that I can put my teeth into and get behind, right? Because there's a story there. Big E is just Big E. Big E is a story in itself. Like he's just, he's Big E. He's the one that I'm, I'm, I'm super, I'm jacked, dude. I'm, I'm jacked to see this go the distance. I want this to see, I want this to be a long program, dude. I do. I want this to be a longer program than, than it could be. And I think this could be something that could really tie into a hurt business and um, new day kind of back and forth. I, I, I would like to see that type of a faction back and forth. I don't know. Am I, am I, out on a limb, like I'm out of the limb when I'm talking about uh, Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas as far as Kane and Undertaker and that comparison. Like, am I out on a limb, dude? I don't know because we don't know that that's Bo Dallas yet. We don't know that that's not Bray Wyatt yet. I do. I, I, I am 100% sure in my heart of hearts. Like, as you think about, you can't pass a torch. You can't take Taker. Taker can't pass the torch to anybody, right? Kane can't pass the torch to anybody. But you can pass the story on. You can pass the two brothers on. One that is not burnt by fire and one that is. You can oh, have that. so wrong. Yeah, so wrong, man. I no. hate this. Elvis, I love you. And I've never kicked anybody out of here before. But <laughs> if you ever say anything about that, like Kevin Steen and then El Generico again, I'll have to make you leave. Just kidding. No. Uh, uh, you're always welcome. You're the king, baby. You're the king. I'm I'm just the circling back when we talk about the interview. You talked about one, two, three kid and El Generico since we're talking yes. about Kevin Owens and Sammy again. Snoop. The, the problem for me is, is WWE. I must say this again. If you look at the roster sizes five years ago, even 10 years ago and try and put that into perspective. It's insane, right, dude? You can't do it. And you get a one, two, three and El Generico match, which is probably one of your favorite matches ever, which you were there. Yes. A very good professional wrestler was there. 
to me, it just, they don't get the chance to showcase that. It's, it's the sports entertainment side that sometimes does not showcase the pro wrestling side we're used to seeing on the independents. Right? Yes, exactly. But listen, we're about 20 minutes in. Um, I'm going to do a, a read off of Podgo. Yes. So, guys. I love our Podgo reads, man. I love them. You know what, guys? Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasters with a flat rate and ad space so you always know how much you get. And when you include an ad from Podgo, apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Guys, Podgo is awesome. They pay you right away. Uh, they, you know, as, as frequently, if you want to get paid... Hey guys, listen, growing up as a kid, man, Saturday mornings, you had your cartoons, you had your pro wrestling on, and what made that better than a nice bowl of cold, of cereal with that ice cold milk in it? Uh, this is being brought to you today by Magic Spoon Cereal. It comes in a, um, they have a variety of flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. You can mix and match, like you put the peanut butter with the cocoa, I highly recommend it, it's like eating a peanut butter cup. This is, the the pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs, only 140 calories in a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. It's uh, the, the it's delicious. The, it tastes just like the name brand cereals um, that have sugar and are loaded with all the bad stuff for you. It's just a lot better for you. So... It tastes exactly like the regular cereal. It's super nutritious. It's delicious, but super healthy cereal that really brings joy to your mornings or afternoons or evenings or nights. Let's face it, a bowl of cereal is good anytime. So if you go to www.magicspoon.com Irish to grab a variety pack and try it today, and be sure to use our promo code Irish at checkout, and you save $5 off your order. That's magicspoon.com slash Irish and use promo code Irish at checkout. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash Irish and use the code Irish to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Weekly, you can get paid weekly. Um, if you want to have them hold it for a month or two, they'll hold it for a month or two, and they'll release the day after you ask for it. It's as simple as that. Uh, two two things. If you're a podcaster and you're listening to this, go get the interview you don't think you could ever get. Continue to try and get that interview you don't think you could get years later, as we do. Um, and f- for sure, for sure, partner up with somebody like Podgo that can help you start to monetize your podcast. Yeah, because it's not, you're not making, we don't make a million dollars, like bottom bottom line. 
but you can at least pay we your don't. pay your podcast bills with your podcast. We don't. We don't well, we're not money. telling people. I, I just want to be. I just want to be rich enough that I can pull up and buy a Magical. coffee or a fig, whatever fig I want. I just want to be able to pull up and buy a coffee and whatever fig I want, and not worry about it damaging my bank account. Magicspoon.com slash TIW. Magicspoon.com backslash TIW. Uh, so when do you want to uh, go into this interview? I'm excited to see people's comments uh, as we go along here and, and introduce uh, everybody that's here and everybody that's listening along and download the podcast uh, to a very good professional wrestler in the life of by IWTV. And we also get to spin the wheel. So should we spin the wheel now? Yeah. I'm and gonna shuffle. announce the winner. I like to shuffle with people watching, so they know keeps me honest. You know that way, there you all get see that I really shuffle the hell out of it. I do it a random amount of time. I just click, 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 click. And if you're listening to this, make sure you check out Ringside Rants interview with Savio Vega. Uh, it's pretty damn good. Yes. The original eyebrow. Great Kelly's going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, India. I'm super excited about India as well. Is that why you did the colors? Or oh, that's our colors too. That's why we love India. Bollywood boys. We're spinning. And we do any music this week because, well, JB's the only one that could probably hear the music because we I, shared it. I did hit music. I can hear it in my <laughs> headphones, but I must not have shared. Probably didn't share the sound earlier. Oh man, this I is where I did though. I I know you did. I know you did. It's probably I'm probably we 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 just can't hear it on our end. It's just that good of a tune. What did you play, by the way? It's a Middle Eastern mix. Really? Is that why you're hitting on India, Bollywood boys? Yes. Yes. yes? Okay. All right, Rex Andrews. Thank What's, you. What sir. do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Chad forty three. The night rider. Oh. WNS. Rob, Bobby D, JBL Cena fan. It's gonna be this dude, Big Daddy, oh, funny, Big funny, Daddy, funny, what? Big Daddy fam, sixty four, just um. Oh, chaos! There you go. It's sneaking. It's still sneaking, dude. It's oh. Big Daddy fam, sixty four. I think was one of the ones I just added on today. So he uh, in the past couple of days, did that retweet. Awesome, Big Daddy, Big Daddy fam. You know what to do. Reach out to us. We'll get you that figure right out. Give us a holler. We'll get you the fig. That's how it works, man. Watch the show. We get the fig. It's this is this is how it works. It's fun. Uh, so anything else before we uh, play this amazing interview and people get to hang out and uh, listen to a killer interview? Yeah, I mean, are we hanging? Yeah, I think I'm gonna hang here. It's up to you. I'm gonna hang here, but uh, I'm gonna I might comment or just comment back and forth or or show some people's comments here. There's nothing really. It's just, it's, it's one of those things. Yeah, that's where they, true. You know, get to be here, and then when yeah. it's done, we're done, dude. So we won't be live, but we'll be producing still. There you go. So this is uh, this is uh, our interview with a very good professional wrestler, Dasher Hatfield, uh, Moscow the Communist Bovine, uh, Ultimate creator Wrestler, wrestler. and Creator Wrestler. JP, that was all from memory. That was pretty impressive. You're welcome. What about the um, what about the brothers? Oh, hi, yeah, we can wrestle. I'm nervous, wreck. I'm shaking a little bit. My hands are going. Such a frown down over here. Yeah, look at this smile. <laughs> hey, 
Love you. Took a back bump, a nice clean back bump. As soon as I hit, I felt the shooting pain in my head. I need to know everything. Who and the what and the where I need everything. Trust me, I hear what you're saying, but I like it's new what you're telling me. I'm curious, George. I hop in the Porsche, five and a horse. I'm ready for war. I'm coming for throws to turn to a ghost. I need to know everything. I am a very, how it works. very good professional wrestler. And this is a week in my life. I don't want to go bro old and look back and say, man, I should have did something different. We got work outside of wrestling. Most people don't know. What's his best time? Do you like having a daddy that's a wrestler? You're filming. Oh, hi, guys. Yeah, can we wrestle? Yeah, we can wrestle. I'm nervous wreck. I'm shaking a little bit. My hands are going. Such a proud dad over here. Yeah, look at this smile. Good, good. Hey, love you. Took a back bump, a nice clean back bump. As soon as I hit, I felt the shooting pain in my head. I need to know everything. Who and the what and the where I need everything. Trust me, I hear what you're saying, but I like it's new what you're telling me. I'm curious, George. I hop in the Porsche, five and a horse. I'm ready for war. I'm coming for throws to turn to a ghost. I need to know everything. What's going on, TIW Mafia? We're here. It's been a, it's been about a month since we've had an interview on, and this is one that I've been looking forward to. It's one that every time we've had somebody out of the Philly area on the show, they've talked about this gentleman, and uh, I'm I'm really cool. This is this is awesome. This is a great opportunity. It goes back, I don't even know how many years, but probably fifteen, sixteen, anyway. Um, it's me. Josh is here with us, and we have a very good professional wrestler. You guys got was, watching already over here. This is this is so. Can you just do the names? Like I just JP, will you just run through the names? And I, the I Moscow, mean, the Moscow bovine is my, almost one of my favorites. I mean, that's really that takes me back. Moscow, the communist bovine. Let's see, we got Ultimo Breakfast, Dasher Hatfield, Create a Wrestler. Uh, and most people don't know, before I was any of that, uh, me and my cousin were a tag team out of, like, the Allentown area called the Hayes Brothers, H-A-Y-E-S, uh, Sean and Blake, the Hayes Brothers. So that that's, like, is my, uh, my greenest of green right there before I landed a, you know, spotted Chikara on that roster. But, uh, yeah, so there's even, like, secret ones people don't know about. Ultimo Breakfast was my favorite because you had, like, um, your gear made to look like strips of bacon and eggs were like hanging off of it. That was just, and you changed that gear a few times. Yeah. Well, that was actually, I got to give Daisy Hayes all that credit. She, I had the first gear I had was like a black singlet with some black pants. And my mom did an all right job of sewing like a bacon and eggs on it. But when Daisy saw it, she was making gear at that time. And she was just like, I've got so many ideas. She's like, will you pay me to make you gear? And I just let her run with it. Nice. And her gear was, like you said, it was amazing. It was like a little Spartan belt that had every single type of breakfast food all over it. And then it had, uh, uh, it even had like Simpsons donuts on it. I still have it. Um, I can't it, believe that Daisy Hayes, again, makes an appearance. Like that name, when we talk like oh. the greats of the greats, and JP and I talk I mean, about it all the time, Daisy Hayes was one of the individuals that we interviewed at the same time. We were interviewing Natty yeah. Na- Neidhart when she was up in Calgary. So, Huge shout out to Daisy Hayes, man. Thanks for the respect to her. I, she's, uh, I'd love to talk to her again. It's been almost yeah. 15 years. So like, that's just one of those names that 
for me, it's and you said it, Chikara, and I, I, JP, I, we, we don't want to keep Dasher, uh, uh, a very good professional wrestler, uh, Ultimo Breakfast, um, everybody's favorite creator wrestler. Although, uh, you know, uh, you can. Do you want to tell that story that you told us before we started? Do you just because we have to get the Easter again? Do you want to tell it real quick? Oh yeah, you got it. So. So he had brought up that he used to do ring crews when we wrestled in Boston, and he'd seen Creator Wrestler there and Ultimo Breakfast there. And my favorite memory of those shows was, uh, well, actually, I got I got to fast forward a little bit. I was wrestling for Beyond when Anthony Green was a referee there, and we had spent the night at his house in his I, true story. I spent the night in his car bed at the time. <laughs> he had one of those little race car beds. Um, so as I'm in this bed, he goes, "Hey, man, I got to tell you something." And I'm like, what's up? And he goes, when you wrestled, you wrestled Vin Gerard in Boston. He goes, I was in the front row. And he goes, I was the biggest creator wrestler fan. And anybody who followed creator wrestler, creator wrestler didn't really have fans. Like the first run of that gimmick did not get over at all. Um, but I guess I had one and it was Anthony Green. And if you go back and watch that show from probably 2007-ish, um, eight, yeah. Anthony Green sitting in the front row with a big creator wrestler sign. He's probably all of like 15 years old. <laughs> he, I can tell, well, I can tell you, he was, he was 13 or 14 at that point. That's crazy. And I guarantee you, he can tell you whether you won or lost that match. Uh, creator wrestler never won. Yeah, right? I know. I was going to say other than that, <laughs> but that kid's memory just is like that. He remembers yeah. everything that he sees. It's That's incredible. Awesome. But now so much. Can we JP like just so much a very good professional wrestler. So much respect to you and um, the torch that you've taken and decided to bear uh, with Chikara gone. Um, man, uh, you and Anthony, uh, we won't talk about the stuff that he had. I don't think we can really, that he had in the works before he took off oh. and got signed. And, and I think that's where it took off for JP and I, because when Chikara went away, like this is 15 years invested, like storylines, people, everybody and uh it was our it was like our home it was a, it was a safe place for us like it was a really yep. really safe right. place for us i would and... road trip once a year for um we would go we would pick a day one of the nights at king of trios depending on who was there and who was going to be on that night we would road trip from boston to philly for that so just just huge respect uh, to you um like the camp leapfrog stuff yeah. Um, Sam, yeah, yeah. ref, 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 Kev, like uh, just everybody that's doing what they're doing. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I can only speak for myself, and I can't believe Frog. I won't take any credit for that. Like, I don't run it. I'm not in charge of it. I'm blessed that I'm lucky enough that the people who yep. are Chris Levin and Sam, they let me be a part of it. Um, I get I've been around a lot longer than a lot of those kids, so, so I do have like, a, you know, like I'm looked up to in that locker room. I'm a guy they ask for advice, and I'm happy I can set an example for everybody there, but. I don't want to take any credit for their success. Those guys are, are busting their tails. Yeah. I deserve all the credit for that. No. Um, but more than anything, if I show those kids anything, it's don't, it's don't quit, man. It's believe in yourself. Like you talked about that safe little world we had. And as much as I loved it and appreciated it, like I got too comfortable in that safe little world. And it's my fault for not venturing out further than that world because I was so comfortable there. Um, and then when, when it was taken from me, right, like my options at that point are quit, go find something else to do. Or, you know, finally, finally, for the first time, bet on myself. And, um, like, my, my my kids aren't going to look at me as a quitter ever, man. They're going to have an example set that you want something, you go get it until, you know, it's impossible to get or you've gotten it, one or the other. And that's the example I'm setting for my kids. I find it hard to believe, though, that promoters weren't looking for you. 
I mean, I traveled around. I got a lot of work, but it it comes down to like a, a promoter can never really invest in me because he knew what my first priority was. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like we if his and, dates were conflicting. He already knew where I was going. Yeah. I guess that was a question. Is that when you that, everybody does look up to you? Like every you yeah, are the we, you are the the stalwart, like the the pillar that was there. And I think that was my question is like you just said, you I think you answered it is I was going to, I wanted to ask you like, why did you stay so long? Why were you there? Like, were you the training and improving people and seeing, um, silver ant, uh, fire ant, like all these individuals go. And I look at you and I'm like, man, he just, he's one hell of a fucking dude. If he continues to just push these guys and put himself second, like that's me as a fan watching Chikara, that's where all of the respect comes from is because I felt like you were everything that Chikara yeah. wanted to be. Like you, you just, you are Chikara. You yeah, had that like, serious. I believed, I believed in all of it. I believed in wrestling can be great. Wrestling can be fun. Wrestling can change the world. Wrestling can be positive. Oh, I still believe in all of that stuff, whether that's a Chikara or I'm at whatever show I'm at. Um, I think I stayed long as long as I did. A lot of it had to do with like, I never wanted to run like two different gimmicks at one time. Like I wanted to be Dasher Halfhield and succeed. Or um, really, I started with Quack kind of like pushing the buttons on losing my mask probably around 2014, 15. Like, like I didn't want to like have a mask gimmick and a not mask gimmick. But people knew who I was, but they pretended they didn't. Like it was like I was going to do one thing. And when the day came that I lost my mask, you know, then I can venture out as kind of what I'm doing now as myself and just do what I wanted to do. But like, I never wanted to like split that hair. I always knew. And like, I got the payoff for that. Like, that's one thing we were able to get in was I got to lose my mask on a Chikar show to Boomer who I love. And like, yeah. all of that story was amazing. The match was great. Like all that was super special to me. So I got my big payoff day, um, you know, just for the patience that I had. But I really did love that place. I loved, I loved my friends that I made there, the family that I made there. Um, like you said, you guys would travel down there. That was one of my favorite things was like, when we would hold trios at Easton, people would fly from Australia. Like, I remember Quack getting up before the biggest one that we had there um, and just like naming the amount of countries people were flying in from and then the amount of states people were flying in from. And it was like humbling. It was insanely humbling that people like saved money, took time away from their families and their jobs, traveled around the whole freaking globe to come watch this little Inky Ding company put on King Trios, man. And to being a part of those things, like, that's why I stay. Like, all that stuff's beautiful. It was, it was worth all of it. Now, I got to ask you, you're from the Philly area, right? You're from Pennsylvania? Um, actually, I'm, like, about an hour and a half from Philly. Like, I'm actually close. I live now in Palmer, which is where you probably went to see trios. Um, um, are you, we usually went to the arena. Oh, okay. It was usually the, the arena shows. After the arena, it moved to a place called the Shrin Center in Palmer, which is like in Easton, Pennsylvania, Allentown area. Okay. Um, I grew up in New Jersey, but 10 minutes from where I live now. I do live in Pennsylvania now, though. I was going to ask you what the best cheesecake in Philly is. Cheesecake or cheesesteak? Cheesesteak. I'm, I'm a Tony Luke's guy, and I think that's a loyalty thing. Like, ECW's is my sacred, like, holy yeah. grail of wrestling. That's why I love wrestling. Um, I, and probably another really? reason why I stayed at Chikara so long just because I wanted that. I wanted that family. I wanted that small company that comes in and changes okay. the entire scenery in wrestling. That's what I was looking for. Um, and 
I always heard like, you know, it's right there by the arena. That's where all the ECW guys went. So for me, maybe it's a nostalgia thing. Okay. But if I'm in Philly and I want a cheesesteak, I'm getting Tony Luke's. Okay. That's a, it's a, that's a fair answer. That's your opinion. And that's, uh, that's what are we you, look for. Are you for. saying you disagree, I, JP? I don't, I don't think I've, we've ever had anyone say like one of the big ones. Uh, see, I, I'm not like a local Philly guy where I can, right. I don't even know. Like, I know Pat's, Geno's. That's usually like, the two we hear is Pat's or Geno's. Yeah. But Tony, you're right. Tony Luke's. But I'm a tourist in Philly. Like, I know yeah. the arena. <laughs> I know the Wrestle Factory. I know yeah. where the Sixers play. I'm going to go be Rocky again. How cool was it as an ECW fan to wrestle in the arena? Dude, it was the coolest thing ever. Like, the first time I ever walked into that building, my dad used to take me to Ag Hall in Allentown to see ECW when I was, like, 13, 14. And my dad doesn't even like wrestling. So, again, like, being a good dad, like, that comes from I had a great dad who would, you know, on a Saturday night go watch something. He didn't want to watch. I know he liked, like, the scantily clad girls. He was into that. (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, like he could have cared less about wrestling but he took me not only did he take me but we'd get there early to meet wrestlers walking in we'd stick around awesome. for an hour and a half out back to like shoot the crap with rob van dam and new jack were some of the nicest dudes from back then yeah. um but so yeah like originally when i started training i trained with uh two dudes named marshall law and Lovebug, and they had quack come in and run a seminar so like and i'm sure you you've heard when when people meet quack for the first time like the way he teaches wrestling blows people's minds instantly. So I kind of had those feelings going. And then he's like, oh, I run a school in the ECW arena. Here's my card. I was like, I'll be there on Wednesday, bro. Like, that's it. That's all I needed to know. Um, so the first time I walked in there, it was the story goes, my cousin actually came into some money. He's like, let's go on vacation. So we went for like seven days on this vacation. We didn't even know where we were going. We just got in the car and went. I like a guy from Jersey says, my cousin just ran into some money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's like, you want to go on vacation? I'm like, where are we going? He goes, I don't know. Get in the car. So we got in the car. We ended up going all the way down the East Coast and back for a couple of days. But I, like, I, I'm like, yo, I got to be back by Monday because I got to go to this training on Tuesdays, my first day. So my cousin being the way he is, we got back Tuesday. Um, so I literally, after, like, driving from Florida home, got in my house, grabbed my wrestling gear, got in my car, drove right back to philly which i just drove through um showed up at training and the first time we were at training it was me quack claudio and i forget yeah. the dude's name but there was some dude up from mexico um and wow. so a i'm walking into the arena for the first time so i'm like already feeling those feels then i get in there and these guys are calling the whole training in spanish because they all speak spanish and i don't and lucha does everything kind of backwards like yeah. everything you do with like to the left they do to, so like now i'm doing everything backwards and like i mean my head was just spinning um but that was my my first time ever in the ecw arena man and it, it was a memorable yeah. one um i just love that building like to be a part of some of the shows that we had in that building to make history in that building like the, still probably up there with like the top two things i've done in my career wrestle the year of wrestlemania 25 like the week before, took the ride up, took the ride down there. In WrestleMania 25, I went to Houston, and that was Taker versus Sean. Great okay. match. Greatest match I've ever seen live. But number two I saw the week before, and that was El Generico oh. versus the one two three Kid. Oh, yeah. That match, I don't know if you were there for that one. I don't know. Yes, if that I was. Have, that was like that goosebumps during that match. Yep. Incredible. And that was in a, you know, a bingo hall, as people like to call it. Yeah. 
Did you, ever, did you ever hear the story after that match? No. So, like, the big screen that's there, we can all see the reverse side of that in the, in the okay. locker room. So we all watched the match, and it was amazing. We had all the same feels you did, right, watching yeah. a one, two, three kid in Generico. And we're all in the back afterwards, and they come in the back, and the one, two, three kid goes back into his room, or is like the locker room he had. And then he comes back out, and he slams a piece of paper up on the wall, like taped it up there. And it was just like the most beautiful note. It had us all in tears, just like how much he appreciated the weekend, how he felt about the Chikara locker room at that time, and just like what that match meant to him. And we're all just sitting there like reading it and like, I don't know, just again, just super humble, like yeah. amazed that that's how a huge star like him felt about what we built. And then that we allowed him to come be a part of it. <laughs> yeah. I imagine. I imagine you guys let him in. Right. You know, that's um. But it was it was just that whole atmosphere of that like weekend. I I was like, I'm gonna be a fan because next week I'm gonna be a fan. Yeah, and it's like you know, like I was never in the business. I set up rings. That's all I did. But it's hard once you're around that to really like let yourself go. Yep. And you had no choice. You had no choice but to be a fan. Well, isn't that's that how what... I still judge a good good match. If you can get me that's... back switched over to fan mode, yeah. That's a great match. Yeah, it's I'm the I I only get to consume pro wrestling because I'm in Montana <laughs> through this. So mine's this is it's two dimensional. So I'm at I'm at that point now where I can I can almost understand where a match is going and how it's getting there. Just be just really from watching Chikara for so long and seeing a lot of those influences in the guys that are that are there now and. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to switch gears because you you mentioned in and had sent out tweets uh, about Beyond, and that's where I, a lot of this goes to because there was the brotherhood and the the sisterhood and the everything between Chikara and Beyond, and now it's more um, I think Beyond with Matt Tremont and H two O, and they're figuring their their thing out. Um, dude, the signature series like Dickinson, Yuta, uh, uh, all uh, I mean Tony Deppin. Um, all these guys, like how, just for a moment, I guess this is the question is how do you tell people like after coming out of COVID and everybody's talking like, Oh, there's not like, it's going to take a while for, for talent to get there. Like the talents here, you're, you're that talent. These guys are that talent, right? That's where Uh, we're at. Deppin and Yuta. I mean, Dickinson's always been really good. Deppin and Yuta right now are on, on a different planet. Like those guys. Like, I, I was lucky enough to be there when they filmed that and just watching those matches, and especially Yuta, who I've known since he was started, um, and to see how good he is right now, the great shape he's in. Um, these are the guys who took quarantine as a challenge. Like, some people use it as, as an excuse, um, and people like me took it as a challenge. Like, no joke, like, the the day we went into quarantine, I became a runner. I'm still, you know, I was never a runner. I'm a runner now because it was the only option I had. How right? you still like, so many bases? I mean, dude, I'm the slowest skinny dude you ever met in your life. <laughs> so slow. I was not. I played baseball my entire life. That part's true, and I could steal some bases, but it was more intelligence and timing, not my my speed by any means. Um, but you can see, Yuta didn't waste a day of that quarantine. Like not no. one day. No I don't one. know if he was getting in ring somehow. He's in great shape. Depp in the same thing. They're just they're so good and they're wrestling at such a high level right now. Super enjoyed. Not only did I enjoy watching it, but I was like, damn, I got to step my game up. Look how good these guys got. Like, I know I got better, but look how good they got. So now it's just, you know, it's another bar for me to go after. 
how did it feel for you before COVID? Like you had one character that was just so iconic that people knew whether you were like Shikara fans or not, you've heard of it. If you were an indie wrestling fan, how does that feel? Uh, that felt great. Like it, it felt like I, I did my job. I did what I was supposed to do. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. Other other than go back to that word humbling again, like for people to send me some of the messages I've received or for people to come up to me at shows and say, you know, you remember that time you did this? This is what it meant to me. Like all that stuff was great. Um, but for me, after a while, though, it did like once I reached a certain level, like I felt like I wasn't challenged anymore to gain a crowd's approval, to gain uh, that respect from the crowd. And I like I was able to kind of put it in cruise control. And I didn't like that. So that's when I started with Mike, like, hey, I need to change. I want to do something different like this. I'm getting complacent and this is becoming easy. Um, so it, it took lots of battling and arguing and and time for me to get my way. But eventually I did. And then it, it was on to the next challenge. And then I'm still chipping away at that now. Now, do you feel like going out there as a very good professional wrestler, like – obviously the moniker fits and the moniker is very, you talk to anybody from Chicago. And I mean, we've talked to solo darling green ants, a friend, like anytime you ask them who like their most, who they looked up to the most, it's you, honestly. Like I, I think, um, solo actually called you the goat. Oh, and, um, I like me some solo. So like, how does she like, did? She just did call you the goat. It was no one that she like, called you the goat, and I think she also said she had a crush on you. I think that was the yeah. I think that was the two main points we got out yes. of that. So she, <laughs> she's the most. If I wasn't a married and committed married man, I'd make my move. Yeah, and that's it. I can't think of a that's people don't understand her education and intelligence. So JP, I, I'm right. sorry about it. I had to, I had to throw that in there. Yeah, no, it's um they don't and. It's just, it's awesome. That's why, like, as a fan for me, like I said, I mean, you, you're wrong, first of all, because Creator Wrestler had fans. Like, people loved that character. I'm glad they did. Not enough of them, I guess, for me to be satisfied, but that's good. It only made me work harder. That, no, you, it really did. Like, and the little subtleties that Creator Wrestler did, the little changes that were made here and there, and um, the gear being, you know, what you would get literally like the same gear you would get off the video games. Like that stuff stood out. Yeah. So. Well, and I think Quack saw a, a work ethic in me um, and he saw how green I was. So I was the perfect guy for the role. Like if you play a video game as creator wrestler, he doesn't start off, you know, as the champ, he goes in, That's he it. gets squashed when he wrestles those guys. So it was like, he knew I was going to get better. He knew I was going to improve. He knew my physique was going to improve. My technique was going to improve. So I was the perfect guy to fit that role because he knew every season that we relooped it, my my stats would go up. That's that's the genius thinking of like a mind like that, and it's a shame that it's you know what it is at this point. But like the fact that you guys all come out of this and something stronger, and I think a very good professional wrestler. When I first saw that, when I first saw that on Twitter, and I saw um, uh, Caleb tag you because he had you on. Um, he was going to have you in his Connecticut show, I think, for uh, the New England All-Star Wrestling. Okay. And I don't even know if that happened or not. But I was like, who the hell is this? Like, coming up with Sidney Bacabella. Like, who's a very oh. good pro wrestler? And then I looked, and I was like, is that? It is. And, like, I was excited for that again. So it was, it was as a fan, from my point of view, that was fun. Yeah. And I Dude, enjoyed I seeing. It. I got the idea, and it was one of those things when it hit my brain, I was like, that's it. Like, you I don't care, like, to... if people hate it, if people love it. 
I love it, and I'm running with it. Joey has to manage you at some point. Yeah, well, that was the last. That was my biggest uh, disappointment with Jakar shutting down. Is I had just gotten with Joey. We had been advocating for that forever, and it, we had just made our connection where Joey and I were together. The next whole season of Action Arcade was going to be me and Joey, and I was so ah, pumped. That, but him um, managing somebody called a very good professional wrestler is just. I'm telling you, that's money. Yeah, we're gonna make it happen. We're gonna. Make I, it I was. Happen. I was so excited about the arcade because I got like a, almost a yes. four year old right now that could sit down on a Saturday morning and eat some cereal and watch some pro wrestling. Like that. That was to me. Um, I guess one of those things that con- continues to bring up the nostalgia for um, yeah. guys our age, and it was it was fun because there was some really cool talent, there's some great matches, some. Um, you know the the just the gimmicks and the fun, and it was one of those. I miss it all. It, it's just hopefully somebody else will pick it up and do it because I think it's really cool. Yeah, uh, no. but we'll see. The Have worst part about seeing... it was we got that one season and we saw how great it was. Like that was the first yeah. thing we had done as Shakara as a family that I felt like, hey, we're making something special again. Like it had been a couple years, and like it came out, and I was like, I and again being our age, that's the wrestling we grew up on, the Sean Mooney's, right? We had Sam Letourneau fill in that role. Like the jobbers were there. Yep. We were yep. building up, you know, to those big pay per views, like the four year, the exact same way that like early '90s WWF had done, um, dude. And when it came out, same year, I'm sitting there with my two kids every Saturday morning. We're eating breakfast. <laughs> we're watching wrestling. They're loving it. It was like, like I said, it was the first thing we had done to me that felt like this is special and people are gonna love it um, in a long time. And the fact that that's when when we got the chop like broke my heart. Now, do your kids? Because from what I've seen, kids either love or don't like it all when their parents are pro wrestlers. Do your kids uh, like my, being around it? Yeah, like, um, and I talk about that a little bit in the day of the life of my kids. Like, I kind of sit them down and ask them some questions. So we we bust into that a little bit. Um, but I I think they enjoy, especially my little guy. All he does every day, like to the point where it drives me nuts. Dad would wrestle. Dad would wrestle. Dad would wrestle. Dad would <laughs> like. We just had a wrestling match on a trampoline. We did Kurt Angle versus Vader about an hour ago. Um, <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, he loves Vader. He's a big Vader fan. What do you uh, being a dad, man? Like, how much? Um, what have you? What have you learned about yourself outside of the ring f- from the kids that you didn't expect you would learn? Um. That's a great question, man. I don't even know. I guess just like that I don't mind all the sacrifices I've made for my kids. I guess that's the biggest one. Like I haven't touched a video game since my daughter was born until they just got a Nintendo Switch for Christmas. So I play a little Mario Party now with them. Dude, but, I can tell you right now, we got the Switch too with Mario Kart and it's yeah. you can get you can it's the time thing. I can do better. I can do better. I can do better. I can do better, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I do, and like so, like, don't miss video games at all. I don't, like, call my buddies up and, like, hey, want to go to a bar and get a beer and some chicken wings? Like, and I've, I've still got some really good friends outside of wrestling that I've had since I was a little kid. We're a real tight-knit group of guys. Um, and, like, they get mad at me sometimes. Like, I'll show up to the big stuff, but it's never just, like, I can come hang out randomly. Um, and right. I don't really mind that. Like, that's my role at this point in life. Um, I can see how, like, having kids has held held back, like, some of the things I've wanted to achieve in wrestling, just as far as like, I can't take off and go to Japan for a month, like not possible for me. Um, so things like that, that aren't there for me, which suck. But at the same time, like 
I'm still winning on the other end. Like if I had to pick one or the other, I'm picking being a dad and, and hanging with my right. kids all day long. Um, so it's like, I'm lucky enough and fortunate enough that my wife is awesome and very patient and lets me wrestle as much as I can to try to make the most out of, you know, the time that I can sacrifice for wrestling. And as much as like, I'm aware of how that holds me back in the world of wrestling compared to guys who just go out and get it every day, all day. Like that's my life. And that's, that's what I got. And I'm going to make the most of it. I am a very, very good professional wrestler. And this is a week in my life. I don't want to go grow old and look back and say, man, I should have did something different. We got work outside of wrestling. Most people don't know. What's his best time? Do you like having a daddy that's a wrestler? You're filming. Oh, hi, guys. Can we wrestle? Yeah, we can wrestle. I'm nervous. I'm shaking a little bit. My hands are going. Such a proud dad over here. Yeah, look at this smile. <laughs> Hey, love you. I took a back bump, a nice clean back bump. As soon as I hit, I felt the shooting pain in my head. I need to know everything. Who in the what and the where I need everything. Trust me, I hear what you're saying, but I like it's new what you're telling me. I'm curious, George. I hop in the Porsche, five and a horse. I'm ready for war. I'm coming for throws to turn to a ghost. I need to know everything. <laughs>